You are listening to The Bridge Between Podcast, a weekly exploration of how a family history project transformed into a search for understanding, truth, and the points of connection between people. In dialoguing with others, we begin to understand ourselves. My name is Cisco Ramos, and this is The Bridge Between. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. Last Friday, I started a new project on Instagram Live called Storytime with Cisco, where every weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll read bedtime stories for adults. It's a relaxing environment where we can all take a deep breath, slow down, and listen to great stories. I'm currently reading All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. It's my contribution to practicing social distancing without losing social connection. My handle on Instagram is I am Cisco Ramos. That's I A M C I S C O R A M O S. Everyone is welcome. This week's episode of The Bridge Between is called Dreaming of Tata. It's been two years since I last dreamt of Tata. He died in February of 2009. He was 79 years old. I last saw him in the hospital, where he was given the choice of being comfortable either at home or in the hospital. He chose to go home. It wasn't a hard decision. Do I want to be around the fluorescent lights, the sound of machines beeping at all hours of the day, and the smells? Who could forget the smells? Some wild combination of industrial disinfectant, human odor, and cold tile floors. It's really not much of a choice. No, I'd rather go home, he must have thought. Tata was comfortable for several weeks before he passed. The funeral wasn't without emotion, as people who bore witness to his life stood and testified about their experiences, the jokes they shared, their times at the racetrack, or the calm in his voice. I first dreamt of Tata in 2014. Lacey and I were living on Pine Street in West Philadelphia. It was a particularly hard year. I was navigating the uncertainty of the academic job market. And if you haven't experienced it before, it's like sailing into the eye of a storm, where the boat that you have is handmade, the sail is grossly inadequate, and the winds are never in your favor. The goal of the experience is just to survive, to somehow make it out on the other end. The first dream took me back to being a kid in El Paso. It must have been the summer of 1990, maybe 91. And at that time, there was a small market on the corner of Morenci and Copia. On certain occasions, perhaps a celebration, for example, Tata would walk to the corner store and buy a pound of barbacoa for making tacos. I don't remember why. Maybe it was Mama's birthday. Maybe it was because my parents were driving us all back to Lubbock later that day. But whatever the reason, on that particular sunny day, Tata invited me to walk with him. I remember looking up and being no taller than his waist. I remember it being a big deal for me. He was adamant that I hold his hand while we walked. He didn't really say much other than, Do you like barbacoa? And do you want to help us make tacos when we get back? We went into the corner store, and there must have been four or five aisles of miscellaneous, off-brand and overpriced products. It's the kind of stuff you buy in a pinch. And from the owner's perspective, the strategy made sense because you have to make a living. Provide the kind of things that can be marked up and easily moved. And from the customer's perspective, why buy here when you can go to the Big 8 down the street? 
and towards the back of the store there was a mini meat market. Si, traeme un libre de barbacoa, I remember hearing. The man behind the counter pulled out a styrofoam cup and a plastic lid. He began to fill it with the most delicious thing I've ever smelled in my life. Fresh barbacoa. He weighed the cup, put the sticker on the side, and gave us our change. I held Tata's hand on the walk back. I vaguely remember saying that I wanted to help cook, which was code for watching Mama chop the onions in the cilantro. Maybe they would let me warm the tortillas, perhaps the beans, and possibly the rice. I remember waking up from this dream feeling incredibly calm. It must have been two or three in the morning. I got out of bed, made myself a cup of coffee, stared at the steam that was rising from the cup. I opened the notebook and just began to write. The second dream happened early this past Saturday morning. I drank too much coffee before and during story time with Cisco. A strategic mistake on my part. The show went well, ended around 10.15 p.m. I went to bed late and woke up early. I remember dreaming that I was in El Paso. Tata was driving an old pickup truck, something you'd see out of the 1940s or 50s, the kind that has white circles around every single one of its tires. I was sitting in the passenger seat. The sun was shining, and the seats had an old, worn leather feel to them, as if the truck had been in the family since its beginning. Tata didn't say anything. He occasionally adjusted the radio dial, or shifted into second or third gear. He put the windows down so that, he could, so that we could let our arms hang out over the side. He took the side streets and avoided I-10. He said he wanted to cruise, but I also know that he was famous for being a slow driver. Driving like Pilo was a turn of phrase that we all used. It was driving so slow that people, either out of frustration or impatience, slammed on the gas and rushed past us in the left lane. They would slow down so they could see the face of the person who made them wait just for that split second, as if their stare somehow brought a measure of satisfaction, or their pressing of the pedal could make up for lost time. And every time they looked over, he just smiled and waved. Sometimes they would honk, and he would turn up the radio. Other times they would yell, and he would still smile and wave. There was no logic to the route that we were taking. We made a right-hand turn on Yandel, as if we were about to get on 54. Then just before entering, and at the very last minute, he turned right down a side street. Slowly we made our way to Borderland Highway. The fence was on our left, the train tracks and old Asadco plant were on our right. I woke up just before I had the chance to ask if we were going to Sunland Park, if we were taking the back way or the main route. If we took the back way, we'd drive by Rosa's Cantina, the place where Marty Robbins fell in love with a Mexican girl. If we took the main route, we'd eventually have to raise our windows and enter the freeway. And just before the decision was made, just before I had the chance to ask if we could take the back way, Tata looked over at me and asked, are you okay? I woke up as soon as he muttered those words out loud. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel worried. It was 6.30 in the morning, and I was calm. Like I have done on many occasions, I pulled out a notebook and just started to write. I felt incredibly grateful. Grateful that I had a chance to spend time with my grandfather. Grateful that he drove slowly. Grateful that we drove in circles. 
grateful that he took the time to visit. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Bridge Between Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you'd like to reach out, you can email me at thebridgebetween at gmail.com. That's thebridge, B-T-W-N, at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at thebridgebetween. That's thebridge, B-T-W-N. Also, don't forget, Storytime with Cisco will be on Instagram Live every weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a relaxing environment where we can all take a deep breath, slow down, and just listen to good stories. I'm currently reading All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening.